You're listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Zita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. How are you doing today? What is in your mug? I have actually already had my coffee. So we have the Starbeezy water cup on deck. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I love water cups because we drink our water and mind our business. So why not have a cute cup? You feel me? Emotionally, I am probably feeling the best that I've felt in a long time which is good because I feel like I shared before. And if I haven't shared before on the podcast, my family did experience some loss and that put me in like a fog of grief. And I was just kind of on low power mode as Tatum Tamia over at Blessed and Bossed Up says, which is basically doing the essential functions and leaving the rest in the hands of the Lord. So I am finally starting to feel like myself again. Obviously, there's still some grief there, but I feel well enough to be able to show up. And I feel like I, well, not I feel like I did share on my stories and on my Instagram profile and maybe TikTok because y'all finally dragged me over there. What it looks like to have joy and sorrow, which is not easy, but it is a choice. So That's where I am. That's what's in my mug. How about you? I would love to hear about it in the comments below this video. Or if you are listening, maybe tag me on social media and let's talk about it. I remember when my daughter was four years old and I worked in a therapeutic day school that shall remain nameless. I felt a deep sense of passion and connection to the work that I was doing. But I also felt miserable. Anybody out there know what it's feel like to have both those feelings? Yeah, yeah. You love the work that you do, but um, you got some misery due to the politics of the job. Um, the pay was horrible. You would think that they would have paid people more for the work that they were asking us to do. And this was pre-pandemic and all that stuff, right? But the pay was just not great, okay? And for me, I feel like it felt even worse because I had to take a pay cut to be there. So your girl was really mission-minded, okay? I think I've shared before on the podcast how I was a pre-med major initially in college because I wanted to become a doctor and help sick children. and. I mean, technically I still do that. I'm just a different kind of doctor, not a medical doctor. And I do still help people who need some support. I don't want to call people sick, but need some support, you know. But ever since that decision to stop being a pre-med major, which was freeing, my life, the trajectory of my life has been extremely different. 
And so going back to that time period where I worked at this therapeutic day school, I needed to create space for me to not only live, but I also needed income. Your girl needed paper to survive, okay? Again, this was pre-pandemic. I was craving freedom in every sense of the word, but also feeling trapped no matter what direction I looked in. I didn't see a way out. I applied to several private practices. They all told me no because I had a dream of starting my own private practice in the future, which kind of petty, by the way, but... I mean, at the time I was like, I get it, but I really didn't get it. Like you were so worried about me being a competition that you didn't even, okay, side, that's a sidebar. Anyway, you want freedom in every sense of the word. You want freedom in your time. You want freedom in the way that you think. You want freedom to be you. So let's go into some detail here. And let's define freedom because we love words over here. You feel me? Freedom is the power or right to act, think, or speak as one wants without hindrance or restraint. So I wanted that. And as odd as it may seem, if you want more freedom, you need to create more boundaries. And I know, I know, I know you probably like Dr. Sita, What? How does that equal out? If I want freedom, why am I creating a boundary? And we hear this all the time with like budgeting and in the finance world. If you want wealth and abundance, you have to create a budget. What's a budget? A budget is a boundary. A budget is a safety net, right? So people see boundaries as barriers when in reality, a boundary is a safety net meant to keep us from ending up in bad situations. Let's jump back to that financial example for a second. If I make a lot of money, but I don't have a budget or a boundary, then I could still end up with the same type of problems that someone who makes significantly less than me has because I didn't set up a safety net. I'm not setting up a set of guidelines or a space for me to function in to avoid toppling over. Everything in moderation, all the things in moderation at the right time. Okay. You can do all the things. You can say all the things. You can have all the things, just not at the right time. And you have to do it in moderation. That's it. So the safety net is there, AKA our savings account, AKA our emergency fund. All of that is there to keep us within a specific space. So the safety net is designed to keep you and your systems or your life habits functioning and flowing smoothly. A barrier, on the other hand, is designed to keep you blocked. It's designed to either keep you in or keep other people out. Which one creates more excitement for you? When you think about boundaries as a barrier or when you think about boundaries as a safety net? Like, yeah, you could decide to step outside the safety net, but if you do, you're opening yourself up to danger. So it's not like you can't. You can, but you probably shouldn't. And even with the safety net, like a barrier is just boom. That's just a thing. Can't go past that. That's it. Versus a safety net, it's a range. It's a space for freedom, flowing, function, all those things, right? So let's say if we're taking the emergency fund example again, let's go with Dave Ramsey's $1,000 as the basic emergency fund. There's wiggle room in the emergency fund right? So if I take $100, I still got $900 to play with. So that net 
provides a space versus if we have a barrier, if, if it ain't there, it just ain't there. We can't make it be there. We can't make stuff just appear in the account. There's nothing to pull from. That's a barrier because there's nothing there. It's no, that's it versus a safety net. What creates excitement for you? Tell me, tell me in the comments. So when we're talking about freedom, the first part of freedom I want to talk about is freedom in Christ. Now, I know some of y'all that's still a little bit hurt from religious abuse or church hurt. Number one, that's a real thing. My heart goes out to you. I love you. I value you. You are welcome in this space. I understand. And the religious abuse and the religious hurt is not freedom in Christ, right? Freedom in Christ means that God has imposed a safety net or some boundaries for you where you can function inside of, but you still have the freedom to make your own choice. And in that freedom or in freedom in Christ, you also have the freedom to embrace your core identity, so when you come to Christ, like you have freedom still to make your own choices, but you also have freedom in deciding who you will be and how you show up for God. Not only do you have the freedom to make your own choices, but also to embrace your core identity. Now, I know there are a lot of changes that God calls us to make when we become Christians, when we get saved and all this other stuff, right? Definitely true, 100%, not a lie. However... You have the freedom to still be you because God's not going to change your core identity. He carefully crafted your experiences to form your core identity because he needs your core identity. He needs you not to abandon that. So you do have freedom in your core identity. The best example that I can think of is Saul to Paul. I always talk about him. You know it if you're a regular listener. We love Paul. We love Paul in these streets. Now, pre-transformation, oh, Paul was a thug. Paul was tripping a little bit, right? Or Saul at the time, right? And if you don't know, Saul was going around persecuting Christians, killing them left and right, all this other stuff in the name of God. Then he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Hey, come on, come on, come on. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and he changed his name and he began to go just as hard in the paint for God and saving people or helping people to get saved and helping people to come to know Christ as he did when he was killing them. Same personality, same personality, different use of the personality. So you have freedom in Christ. Speaking of embracing your core identity, I would love to invite you, yes, you listening right now and watching right now to attend 24K weekend where you can spend four gloriously long days soaking up the sun, resting, relaxing, and tapping into your core identity while surrounded by like-minded dope women. I'm talking about literally we're tapping into all things purpose-filled for the entire 24K weekend. Our core focus is going to be how to create a life of abundance in time, money, and relationships, how to live as the most authentic version of you, and how to show up with the absolute audacity to dominate in your territory, okay? If you are interested in joining me, there's an application process to make sure that you're a good fit. And our space is limited, so 
tap the link below this episode and go ahead and apply. I would love to see you poolside in Arizona this February. The next version of freedom I wanna talk about is freedom in your relationships. I wanna ask you just a couple questions, not too many, just a couple questions for you to tap in and answer so that you have a better idea of what you define freedom in your relationships as. What does it look like to you? Come on, you you saw that coming. You saw it coming, you saw it coming. What does freedom in your relationships look like to you? Where do you feel confined in your relationships? What do you feel like needs to be shifted in your current relationships? Again, I want you to think about the safety net versus the barrier, even when it comes to your relationships and freedom in your relationships. So take some time and explore that. If you're driving right now, don't forget to come back to this episode and actually unpack those questions because that is what is going to give you the best engaged experience and the actual transformation for the freedom that you're craving. Okay. And I want to give you two steps to create the freedom that you've been craving. Step one is courageous action. You have to take courageous action, okay? Um, I believe it's Marshawn Evans Daniels who says, what's even more important than clarity is courage. Courage to take the action because you're not always gonna have 100% clarity and you're not always gonna be 100% confident. So you need to be courageous and step outside of your comfort zone and take bold actions towards your goal, towards the freedom that you've been craving. Because remember, freedom is actually just the ability to think, act, and behave as you want to. And when you take this courageous action, I want you to embrace challenges as an opportunity for growth, okay? So when you come up against a perceived barrier, I want you to ask the questions about whether it's actually a barrier or is it just your perception that it's a barrier? And if it is a barrier, is that something that you want to be in alignment with? If it's not, you've got the freedom to change it. Step two for creating the freedom that you crave, environment. Switch up your environment. Seek out people who are willing to support the life you're trying to build. It takes a lot of mental work to start something new, to engage in something new, to stay in something new. So you have to connect with like-minded people who inspire you and who empower you and who help you feel brave enough to try. But the best tip that I have for you, the best nugget of wisdom and nugget of truth that I have for you, which is also true whether you see it or not at this time, is that you already have the permission to create the life, the freedom that you've been craving. It's already there. You just got to walk in it. It really is that simple. So I hope you take all of these tips, all of these tools, and really deep dive into them to create the freedom that you've been craving. Girl, what you been watching? What you been reading? What you been listening to? Media Queens, what's up? Welcome back for another Media Queens. Okay, so... What I've been watching or tapping into lately is the Gilded Age on Max. It used to be HBO Max, but now it's just Max. You watching that? Do you watch that? 
honey, you know, I love me a good old drama. Okay. When we're talking about the freedom that you crave, when we're talking about the acceptance you crave, when we're talking about the space to be who you are and be okay with that gilded ages. It's got some tea, honey. It's got some hot tea. Let me know if you watch it. Let me know in the comments what your favorite part is. And if you watch it, who's your homegirl? Who you rooting for? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed it, share the love. Share with your mama. Share with your auntie. Share with your best friend. Then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that's all I have for you today. I'll see you out in these social media streets. Bye!